Last episode on the Fantastic Worlds podcast. Would you like to indulge in some tea today and crumpets? Pippa's smile suddenly gets sugary sweet. <laughs> oh, this would be awesome. She's like, well, whoever reads legalese these days. I must say, you speak halfling very well. Your accent is nearly impeccable. Well, I never, and walks away. Kind of picking up on the different smells and aromas of the city and is going on kind of like a scavenger hunt. Good evening. Oh, Puff, Puff, you just <laughs> whopped up on me. Oh, uh, hello. Uh, <coughs> oh, I, I, my dearest apologies. I did not mean to startle you. I love looking at the surface. I sometimes see every crevice, every crater from the ground below, and it's like I can touch it. I cannot see that far, but sometimes I can hear her song. Animal meets, right? But the moonlight shines specifically just as you're walking away, and you see the last name of the person, and it says Hill Runner. Her head completely in the clouds, because she's just, like, looking everywhere. What's over there? What's that? <laughs> oh my god, I've never seen that before. <laughs> Hello, girl. Welcome to my fineries. What can I do you? Yeah, I read it in a book once. Ignorance is bliss. Says, I've never had anyone give me a present before. Thank you so much. End up pushing one off to the side and you lay down and you just instantly fall asleep. Hello, world travelers. This is your new best friend, Logan, and I am so, so happy to be here with all of you. I am playing a character named Buon. He is a big old redacted party member. I Hopefully you learned all about him last episode. You're going to learn more about him this episode. You're going to be introduced to all of his beep. I can't wait to build this story together with all of you. I'm so grateful to be here. Speaking of being grateful, one of the ways that you can help this podcast flourish is visit fantasticworlds.cash, our Patreon. Join at any level. There are inner workings coming to the future that I think are extremely exciting and you should be excited about them as well. Also on that note, if you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, that helps us in so many ways. Maybe you can tell them about how much you like this new character, Buon, and how he's tickling all your fancies. I can't think of anything else because I am new to this. I hope you enjoyed episode 68, Going Down the Rabbit Hole. I don't think there's anyone in, in the tabletop gaming world who can help themselves from getting obsessed with dice. Yeah. Once oh or God. stacking them. Yeah. See how high you can stack them. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that too. Always with the stacking. I've been obsessed with these. I've seen these um, dice cut from actual like stone, like oh, different yeah. kinds of dice. And I imagine those things make such a thunk when you throw them, but <laughs> I covet them at the same time. Well, and there's no uh, way they fucking roll... Like calibrated. No. <laughs> exactly. No I, way. I, I'm <laughs> borrowing my boyfriend's dice because mine are in the car, and he's got like like this big old metal. Ow! This thing's like a heavy. Like you could bludgeon. Wow! Somebody with this thing. I watch. I'm gonna roll it. You guys probably will be able to hear it. Oh my god! Oh my god! That is a thunk. 
Is that damaging your desk when you roll I it? I know, it's like I'm looking for the... Oh, okay, I'm gonna ro- let me see if I could roll. That was just a drop. I will do an actual roll. Let's see what number comes up. Oh, it rolled over my Kleenex. Oh, that's a 12. Maybe I'll keep it out. Middle of the I'll road. keep it for the, the big hits. I'll keep it out for my Warhammer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, that Warhammer nice. is beefy. I did I forgot it was adamantine. That was pretty sick. Yeah, that was a that was a luck of I don't I don't even remember where that Warhammer came from, but I forget where we looted it from. Well, before we get started, we get to do one of my favorite things to do, and that is whenever we have a character, we introduce the character's alignment, their alignment statement, their bonds, and their values. And so since Logan is new to the fray, uh why don't you go ahead and introduce a little bit about uh Buon? Uh, I was just talking about how I'm so excited for this. Okay, so Buon is lawful neutral. So my enlightenment statement, I guess I'll just read it out. I start off with two quotes. Four, after all, you do grow up. You do outgrow your ideals, which turn to dust and ashes, which are shattered into fragments. And if you have no other life, you just have to build one up out of these fragments. And that's from Dostoyevsky. And then the second one is happiness does not exist, nor should it. And if there is any meaning or purpose in life, they are not in our peddling little happiness, but in something reasonable and grand. Do good. And that's from Chekhov. And so I wrote, being lawful neutral does not mean you seek goodness in the world to bring happiness, nor does it mean you seek vengeance fueled by the whims of emotions. You are fair, informed, and render judgment from the evidence presented. Buon has seen what evil has given him and has seen the potential that good has to offer. He believes that everything has its place in the grand scheme of destiny, like a celestial body tracked into a gravitational path. This has been further reinforced with his connection to someone who is a spoiler, and the way they view the souls of the living. He seeks to right imbalances as he figures out his own moral compass, struggling with the person he was raised to be and the person he is called to become. That's not full of mystery at all. Nah. No. <laughs> You're an intense individual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of uh, Russian authors to include in one's alignment statement. <laughs> I wanted to go deep into Zurashian. Yeah, very good. Hello, very erisenic. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I figured since I was from there, or my yeah. character's from there. Yeah, put a, popping some Dostoevsky in there is a, yeah. <laughs> it's an intense move. <laughs> He's trying to be a good person, but that's kind of conflicting with his view of well, everything has its place in the world. So he's lawful neutral. You could even say he's trying to find good in a hopeless place. Yeah. Or we found love in a hopeless place. Like yeah. Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's exactly I was thinking. God damn it. Okay, anyways. Oh, snap. Snap. <laughs> so I chose three values. Uh, so first one is inquiry. An act of asking for information. The cliche that knowledge is power holds true for Buon, but he is not complacent enough to let knowledge simply fall into his lap. Buon will actively seek out knowledge and information from a variety of sources, humanoids, literature, mythology, visions, astrology, data. If it has been written, interpreted, or spoken by a person or being, Buon will be curious. By virtue of him being essentially raised in a library, Buon places facts and knowledge on a pedestal prizes to possess. This is especially true if he believes pertinent information will lead to a verdict, and his singular tunnel vision causes him at times to be seen as blunt or straightforward. Would he even seek knowledge in inky black darkness? He would. He would be drawn to it and be troubled when there's no answer. The inevitable pull to insanity. Yes. And then I have two more values. The second one is compathy. It means shared feeling as of joy or sorrow. There is a joy in sharing that Buon was not always privy to in his youth. 
As an adult, he cherishes this, further compounded by the inexplicable link he shares with Spoiler. He has become used to slipping... <laughs> with Redacted. Redacted, yeah. Nice. <laughs> he has become used to slipping into their thoughts and vice versa, feeling with the other senses, pain, pleasure, perspective. He may at times seem too frank, but there's an earnestness in his empathy. To feel the light of the moon is to cut through the fog of this world. To share in another's joy or to express one's own sorrow is to find clarity in camaraderie and to create a tempered bond forged by connection. And then the last one is uh, Satori, which is from Zen Buddhism. It's a sudden inexpressible feeling of inner understanding or enlightenment. When all seemed lost, Buon found what he believes was his place in the world. Escaping his earlier life, he stepped into the void and was transformed. Taking upon the self-denoted mantle herald of the moon, Buon wishes to extend this understanding to all facets of his life, especially now that his worldview has been inverted. By upholding what he believes is right from wrong, he seeks to understand his relationship to those around himself in order to once more find that feeling of inner enlightenment. From knowledge comes understanding. From understanding comes compassion. From compassion comes enlightenment. And, wow. Yeah. Wowza. There's also a folklore monster in Japan that can read minds named Satori based on that yeah. exact same word. So it kind of is an interesting. Yeah, it's a play and it kind of goes off of all that too. Mm. Yeah, because you're very like folklore based. So it seems perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You got I gotcha. me, gal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, are you all ready to get started into the hut? The Let's... hut. Maybe. Into the hut. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds tiring. Dying to avoid that noid. Where we last left off, Andromeda was nestled in her horrifying sleep state. <laughs> you want to remind everybody what that sounds like there, Andromeda? <laughs> yeah, we're never sleeping again. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> we're just going to shove her into a pocket dimension. That's where she sleeps. We're going to like put her in a bag of holding. <laughs> She'll be fine in there. Sleep. <laughs> just tie it up right on the nose. So just her nose pokes out. She needs a CPAP machine. Uh, <laughs> we get those little strips for her. Yeah, the yeah. nose. Yeah. We'll find some in the nature. Um, I'll shove rosemary up her nose. That'll work. <laughs> While Pippa was evaluating Abraxas's gem. It switched on for her and it flicked to whatever the equivalent of a 20 was for perception. And you notice some movement behind some barrels and some flour. And you all walked up to the that to see what was going on there. And you saw someone very familiar and quickly all yelled out, You! you. Sorry, I didn't do that in my accent. You! <laughs> <laughs> that was still probably wrong. <laughs> And that's where we left off. Have we met? I know you. You hear a thumping of Andromeda's feet <laughs> running in your direction because she definitely woke up. Guess I'll lower my weapon. I don't know. Pippa's got a spell prepared and she's not going to let it go. <laughs> I'll lower it just a little. Just because we teleported to who knows where. We haven't actually looked out the window yet. <laughs> who even knows where this is? And this random dude I had tea with is... In our hard-won magic hut. Mm-hmm. We almost died a couple times getting this hut, 
How is he in here? And I think he just leans forward. I'm, I'm assuming Andromeda's in the room. She busts through comically loud. She had to run over here from her sleeping area. And then she busted in and yelled, you as well. <laughs> 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 Much later to the party. <laughs> and she's panting too. <sighs> you. <laughs> you. <laughs> you know this person. He looks at Pippa and then back to Buon. Yeah, I've, I've seen him before. We've had tea. It was quite uh, nice. It was nice. How do you know him? I uh, ran into him in the cemetery gathering rosemary. I see you still have some. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just poking out of his little pouch. And I recognize you as well, little one. That's right. You've got to be kidding me. He, he's an author. When he says little one, he's referring to Andromeda. He would never call you little one. <laughs> he's like, honeymoon <laughs> that's, that's not what I meant, but that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> There will be a moment of betrayal in her eyes, and then as I'm responding, it's like, oh, uh, she <laughs> like, no. oh, it's fine. No, I meant, I meant more like in the sense of um, that we've all three met this random person. Andromeda says, "Oh, he's an author. I've read his book," and then she like pulls it out. Oh, so quickly. <laughs> yes, I couldn't put it down once I opened it. What are you doing here? Well, do you remember that morning in White Throne in the square when you left me? Yes, of course. I had a lovely turnover. <laughs> I entered the hut that you spoke of, and I remember nothing else. It is disconcerting to me. How long has it been since then, little one? Uh, about four days. Oh, Buwan does not know how to compute this information. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. In fact, Buwan, when you go to like maybe touch your face at some point and you notice there's some stubble on your face, like you haven't shaved. I, I'm assuming, you know, I don't think you had a beard. No, I did not. And so this would be... Again, disconcerting. He would not let himself get to this stage. He would be clean. Have you been in here that whole time? I do not know. I would assume if this was the last thing I remember. How did you even get in here? We had to literally fight our way into this thing. Oh, did you not just walk in? Uh, we most certainly did not. Oh, it, it, the scenery looked quite different uh, when we first approached. Yes, it was in the middle of a square in White Throne. Are we still in White Throne? Well, <laughs> to be honest, I haven't checked yet, but I don't think so. Oh. You all remember when you first came into White Throne and walked to the Market Square, you could see the hut. It wasn't covered by trees. All that growth happened after you had pulled the guards away from the city center who were keeping the trees at bay, basically. Between four days passed and you getting to the hut, that growth all happened. And you had to go through all that. I meant we had to fight like a literal monster in the map room to be able to be anywhere. She also wouldn't know how long ago stuff, even if it was clear, there may have still been monsters in Pippa's estimation, right? Like, yeah. Or things mm -hmm. to fight, you know, to get here. Well, Pippa had like a hand up for most of this, prepared to cast a spell if it seemed like it, things were going to get threatening. But she just kind of lowers her arm back down to her side and said, well, it's too late to do anything about it now, so I guess you're staying. It seems that way. Have you eaten? You've been in here for four days. At that exact moment, Buon, your stomach grumbles a little bit. He completely ignores that and is just calm face. <laughs> and he says, I am a bit peckish, Nalam. I could go for uh, some food. All right. Well, come out of there and come to the fire. We'll see if we can't fix you something. Many thanks. Abraxas is a whiz in the kitchen. I have seen, or at least I have <laughs> hoped. I've worked on some uh, recipes. Did you try out that recipe I gave you? I did. Oh, and excellent. The rosemary was exactly what it needed. Mm-hmm. He'll take his lead from Pippa. She puts her casting hand down. He'll Bleh. completely lower his weapon. His hackles 
snapping, threatening, and then Pippa still remembering that tea and how like very charming he was and he came to her rescue. So she can't help herself. She has good feelings about this person. Yeah, same. Andromeda is in her own little world. <laughs> she stopped even thinking about him after after they everything was diffused and she saw that there was no threat and you know it's someone she's familiar with. She's just back to thinking her Andromeda thoughts and kind of doing her own thing. It's still kind of like crazy to her in general that in the span of just a few days she's met who she believes is a princess a wolf of Irisen, the only one that's true and a famous author <laughs> so she's just thinking like i am having the best time i am literally living such a dream right now and her eyes are all sparkly again like disney princess style like if she was out in the woods she would be singing and there would be birds landing on her hands you know <laughs> i just met a princess yeah. and a wolf Zerka's in the background. She's making the stew. I think this is kind of a ratatouille moment, Abraxas, where like you go and you go to smell the stew and you just smell it's a little off, like it's missing stuff. And you start, you know, you think you might be able to improve upon it. Uh, this needs a little something. Roll me your cooking. Cooking 717. So you start adding different stuff to the spices and all of a sudden the aromas just fill the room. Pippa and Buon and Andromeda, you all smell like this intense aroma that's just mm, delicious as Abraxas is making the stew better. Sork is a little hurt, but she understands she's she's not paying attention to what you're doing and kind of trying to learn on as well. It smells delectable. Give it a big old stir. Uh, and then Zorka starts making pancakes out of flour uh, to go with it kind of like a, a savory, not like a pancake, but kind of like a savory crepe-ish kind of thing. Uh, That's to- not child flour, is it? She, she, she looks at the bag and says, well, I don't think it doesn't say child flour. <laughs> I mean, take a big old whiff of it. I have a little flour on my nose. It's bone flour. It doesn't say child flour. Mm. Maybe you could suggest to her to use the yeah, other like, flour. Use this yeah. one over here. Go I need to do the... spell detect child. I think I'm going to start workshopping. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> yes. My new orison, detect child. <laughs> Does it have any material components? <laughs> the, oh, the material components, a unfortunately, are <laughs> other childs. <laughs> I was gonna suggest like a slinky or like a yo-yo. No, a jacks. it's like like a broken, like the bone of a child. A vial of tears. A vial of that's tears. That's That's good. That's better. Oh. A vial of children's tears caused from happiness and laughter. Sure. Ah. Or it's like a little kid where you have to put it in your mouth. Where the hell are you gonna get that in Irisen, though? Happy tears from a child? I don't think so. <laughs> no, we're that seems a little impossible. <laughs> So you're stirring with the spoon and you're putting all your love into the stew. I think, do you all sit down to eat it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Buon goes and looks for plates to, or bowls, I guess, to serve it up. And as you are eating, it is indeed delicious. And you all get a plus one to all rolls. For the, next, for the day uh, Abraxas your love and tenderness and it went into that spoon and it is now a spoon that if you cook a meal with it if you roll a sufficient proficiency and that will probably go up a little bit over time everyone that eats that food will get a plus one bonus basically for the day sweet it's like Pokemon when you're making the curry Ah. I will let you name that spoon since it's an item you created with love. And it's a wooden spoon? It's a ladle or is it a spoon? It's a wooden spoon. A long-handled wooden spoon. So, But you can name it later. A loving spoonful like the American rock band. 
Oh. <laughs> Spoonful of sugar. I'll call it Betty. Betty Crocker. Betty. Betty. Betty Crocker. Betty. Well, call it Julia. Julia Child. Hello. Oh, no. Every time you have to cook a breakfast, yeah, I gotta go, hello! Hello! You have to make a linguistics check to speak in French. <laughs> okay, so y'all have a bowl full of yummy, yummy food. Uh, you all feel super rested. Probably the most rested you've felt in this entire journey, especially Boo One. I won't be greedy. I'll only have eight helpings. <laughs> Just, you know, because we have company. <laughs> so polite. Sorka, of course, joins you all as you're sitting around and eating. And Well, first things first. Zorka, where are we? She looks around and she licks her finger and puts her finger up in the air. And then she goes, do not say the hut. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to, but that was a bit funny. She goes up to some of the stones of the fire hearth and she licks Ooh. it. I've never been here. Andromeda's going to run to the window and look outside. There are no windows in this room. Oh, what if I go to another room? You can check the map room. That's uh Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, there won't be another skeleton there. Uh, a skeleton? <laughs> yeah, anything witches touch is just <sighs> chances are there's something horrible that are waiting for one. And so Andromeda, you run out at the door? Yeah, in the middle of running out, I'm also stopping to pick up grandma. <laughs> Cuz I think <laughs> oh, maybe she'll person. know. Maybe Wait, she'll know. Is Andromeda running out the door? Yeah. Not like far. Should She's we be letting her do that? <laughs> okay. All right. You go to run out the door and you don't go out into a po- porch like you thought. You go out to a long corridor that stretches out to both sides. The age plank floors seeming to continue forever. Solid logs form the passage walls intricately carved with knotted designs and images of lances and centaurs, ravens, and female figures. Pale winged moths and tiny butterflies flutter through the hallway, their flickering glows filling the corridor with dim light. Oh no. Uh, Grandma. Do you see anything out there? It's not outside. This is supposed to be outside. Zorka actually comes up the stairs uh, just as Grandma speaks, and they both say the same thing. The hut changes with every area it visits, it reconfigures to match it. Huh. Fascinating. Buon, what do you think of me talking to this skull? <laughs> um, Buon has both inched forward and yet somehow stayed away at the same time. <laughs> but he take is two steps forward. I take two one, steps. Yes, I am Scat Cat right now. <laughs> what it's like is your it sees your ghost form move forward a step and your physical form take back a step. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so intrigued, but I also spy the images carved into the wall. Is there any way to make some sort of knowledge check on there? We're on Centaur Island. Wait, you said Centaur, right? Centaur Island would be tight. Let's definitely go to Centaur Island. Let's just chill here. Let's not do anything, (laughs) y'all. We're We're retiring to Centaur Island. This is what Baba Yaga wanted. (laughs) The Gios was to bring us here where we could retire in peace with all of the centaurs. (laughs) Which actually, speaking of which, we should probably check Buon at some point. Oh. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine. What are you talking about? Go ahead and roll me a knowledge engineering. I got a nat 20. Oh. So, 27. Okay. I think you're somebody, wouldn't you say, who's prone to, like, if you find something that draws your attention, you're, you kind of just lose all focus on everything else and just kind of keep going until you find... Oh, absolutely. You- yeah. So you start following the marks, and I, you don't even—I think Pippa and them and Abraxas and them even call out to you eventually. 
but you just keep you just keep going and you keep going and you you don't see anything that's harming you you just keep following all these things and you can't identify they're very rudimentary these like very primitive and and you just feel like you're walking forever and at some point you turn around and you don't even see Pippa and Abraxas in them maybe they followed you maybe they didn't I don't know but before you know it you're all the way back where you started and you notice that you actually walked in a big Celtic knot oh. I was gonna say Mobius oh. strip <laughs> I was thinking the same thing Mobius, Mobius hallway, yeah. hallway. that would be tight as hell and you noticed along the way there were some doors, but you, like I said, you were so focused on all the scribbles along the way that you didn't pay attention so much to the doors. Yeah, I can just imagine him, like, literally just taking his fingers and tracing the markings as he goes. If he sees something that stands out to him, he'll take out his little notebook and, like, sketch it out really quick. Um, but, yeah, he ends up back at the beginning, and he goes, oh, I'm back. What's curious about the Celtic Knot is it actually feels like you're going in a straight line. You don't really notice a change in elevation or a drop down. It's so mathematically perfect that you just feel like you're walking straight forever. So it's a real surprise when you come back on them. But it takes you a while. And when you're doing that, what is Andromeda, Abraxas, and uh, not Abby, <laughs> Pippa doing? Cool. He's immediately going to, you know, kneel down and it. Okay, you read into this individual. I met this individual. Andromeda, I... I didn't get the sense that they were dangerous. Um, they seemed actually decent, but that doesn't negate the fact that they're a perfect stranger. Yeah, and have somehow been in some sort of weird trance or stasis. Right. Just here. It's very strange when we approached the hut. I myself felt drawn to it, but he also looked like he was enthralled. And when we looked at each other, all he said was, we may meet again. Which makes me wonder if he knew somehow that this was going to happen. Grandma, what do you think? And she turns to Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's peculiar. How did he get into the hut? Does he have a symbol? Oh, Grandma, that's a very good point, actually. I didn't think about this, but how did he get in here? Does yeah. he have a tattoo as well? That is what I was wondering. I wasn't no position to check nor did I even think about it. Uh, we should check him. Well, if he gets back, who knows what he's doing? We actually probably should have followed him. Come to think of uh, it, just as you're saying that, you see him starting to come from the opposite direction of where he was leaving. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Welcome back. Did you find anything interesting? I had assumed that I was going in a straight line, and yet. It, it seems to be some sort of uh, structure resembling a knot, a Celtic knot. Are you familiar with those? If not, let me spiel the thing that Dustin just said. <laughs> <laughs> I've encountered it in books before, but I've never experienced one for myself. So I think what what you do, Logan, is you get down and you like maybe get out a pencil or something and draw on the timber. You know, you draw the Celtic knot and show them how it works. See, it's like this. I started here and he points to one end and yet I've Ended up over here, points back where he is, but it felt like a straight line. Perfectly safe, I ended up back here. Hmm. I I would suggest backtracking from where I came from. That's not a bad idea, and we should definitely investigate, but Buon, come back by the fire again, just for a moment. There's something we need to check before we go any further. He acquiesces. Could you pull up your sleeves for me, please? Um, of, of course. And he pulls up his left sleeve, and then he pulls up his right sleeve. You do not see anything. Is it there? (laughs) 
Well, <laughs> I'm not subtle. No. <laughs> Have but, you checked but, his lower thanks. back? Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> his appeared as a tramp stamp. That's Mine's a tramp <laughs> um, stamp. Buon, this is a an awkward sort of question, and I, I do apologize for being a little crass here, but have any unexplained marks or brands or tattoos and such just appeared anywhere on your body in, in recent days? So Buon instinctually scratches at his forehead before putting his hand down to his side. He levels his gaze to Pippa and he says, no, I cannot recall unless I do. And I forgot. Abraxas, roll me a perception check. Uh, That's uh, 12 plus 10, 22. As Pippa is evaluating his arms on the underside of his arm, maybe a little higher up, you notice a scarab on his armor. The scarab gives you some very similar uh, to Manette's scarab, actually. Oh, like really, really close. Identical or like just damn well close. Hers was a birthmark, so, but you know scarabs are very big for important for her. And now you see, basically you see the scarab on his very That's colorful right. armor on the inside of his arm. Manette oh. has ascended. Oh. That's secret backstory. Um, she's a god now. And she was like, go help the... <laughs> Have you heard the nice. good news? Nice. <laughs> you heard Have you heard the good news? The news of Manette. <laughs> and it's on it's on your armor? Akantepi armor. Your armor, is it? Osirian. Why, yes, it is. I'm so happy you noticed that. And he looks genuinely happy. Brex will give Pippa a look. And she just looks right back at him. That doesn't mean anything. Is your armor comprised of different pieces? Or are they all from the same armor? Uh, is it patchwork together? Oh, yes. Uh, you notice my armor is all the rage, I've heard. Right. Very fashionable. It is. <laughs> Pippa has never said that Hello. about Manette. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's being sarcastic. I know. I know. That's exactly... <laughs> even sarcastically. Thank you for noticing, princess. Right. Well, she looks back at Abraxas and just, like, shakes her head. No, like, I don't... Yeah, I think because the thing that Andromeda has noticed... Like, she noticed when they approached the hut together that something appeared on his forehead. And so when he's, you know, repeatedly touching that spot and, like, something seems to be appearing, she wants to take a look. So she's going to reach out with detect magic. You start running the detect magic over. Nothing nothing picks up on his forehead. His armor does glow slightly. The scarab on his arm does glow heavily with magic. And, and that's about it. Um, am I able to determine what kind of magic the scarab has? Divine. Oh. I tell them that. I make sure they know. And I'm not subtle about it. <laughs> <laughs> Is the scarab like a, a tattoo or an actual like piece of jewelry or an actual piece of the armor? It's been etched out onto the armor. Gotcha. Okay. That's some cool armor. Thank you. It's sweet armor. It's in vogue. <laughs> Is it now? Oh, I see you noticed the scarab, little one. You're like, that's divine divine magic. magic. Yeah. It it is. (laughs) I have yet to ascertain which divine being or which divine house it stems from. It's quite intriguing. I want to do a knowledge religion check upon, oh God, uh, 27. You get the impression that that symbol was Kepri. However, you, what you know about Kepri is he doesn't make armor. Like it's all about basically poverty. You are probably surmising is this might've been made by someone else. And then that was added later. Right. So I, I mentioned, uh, well, I do know it's the symbol of Kepri. Oh, but, uh, Kepri's followers are quite ascetic. They don't normally have armor 
specific to even there aren't really paladins to Capri or there aren't really things like that <laughs> little does she know Pippa just kind of stares kind of sadly at Abraxas <laughs> oh yeah he he totally made that <clears throat> like <laughs> well well they don't turn up often but but Andromeda is right I would probably never have seen uh, someone who followed Capri dressed so nicely you are Shade. full of surprises Shade. <laughs> <laughs> Shade. <laughs> Apologies to Minette's memory. <laughs> Kill Bill Sirens. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere. Her head whips around. <laughs> I just mean that this is all very quality stuff. You are full of surprises, little one. I did not even know that myself. You know much about Kepri. <laughs> Religion is a subject of some fascination for me, mostly because my caretaker could really only bring me books about two things, children's stories or religion. How are Pippa and Abraxas doing right now? He's grumpy. He doesn't like where this is going. It's when he's in adventure mode, at least it's a distraction for him. He wants to be more curious about it, but he's over it. He's just going to clear his throat a little. <clears throat> well, um, maybe we should continue on. Well, for Pippa's part, there's no Gios. There's nothing really tying him here outside of the fact that he he got into the hut, so he must be connected somehow. But it's just really suspicious. And she, on one hand, doesn't like... There's like two warring things of like... A little extra help would be really nice, but she also doesn't necessarily want to involve or endanger someone who's not compelled to do this with them. But there's really also nothing to be done. Yeah, and he can't walk away because, you know, he's warming up to Andromeda. But again, he's she's still registering suspicious <laughs> to him. Now this is another layer of it. So yeah. he, he's doing that little uncomfortable foot thing where it's he wants to get the hell out of here. But it's, oh, I'm not going to leave Pippa with these two witches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no witch. Everybody's a witch until witch I know until Witch until proven otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Witch until proven innocent. It's funny because Abraxas trusts Pippa so much, but she's probably the closest to a witch <laughs> out of everybody in this book. Genuinely, yeah. <sighs> but um, yeah, Andromeda is sort of in that mindset, like Abby said, where Pippa's kind of like, well, there's nothing to be done. So Andromeda's just kind of like, eh, shrug. <laughs> He's here now. He's a famous author. Uh, I'm having a good old time. Let's do some stuff. <laughs> All right. Carefree so, as always. So, Buon, here's something of the situation that we're in. Uh, we are on a quest, and this hut has taken us probably fairly far from your home. We could certainly use a little extra help with the quest, and we won't be able to return you to your homeland anytime soon. And I'm sorry about that. You are... Welcome to join us. We could certainly use the extra help. We tend to run into, I think, what's honestly more than our fair share of stuff that's trying to kill us. But you are also by no means compelled to. You can stay here if you want. That is a lot to take in, princess. Right. Yes. She had totally forgotten that she had told him she was a princess. (laughs) He did not. (laughs) Well, sometimes you must follow the path that is set forward for you. You are pulled into it, just like a gravitational rotation. And this seems like a swell that I cannot escape from. If it is help you need, I think I am 
more than capable of providing plenty of help. That's very kind of you, and well put. Thank you. What do you two say? I don't want to be uh, making decisions for the group. Well, if, if he chooses to walk the path with us, then certainly has the agency to do so. And as you said, uh, certainly another pair of eyes, another able body will be welcome. Hi. Eh, what can it hurt? <laughs> In the back of her mind, the, the answer to that is, and if it does, you know, there are three of us. <laughs> one of him. Fair enough. <laughs> I do have one question. You mentioned I cannot go home. We are somewhere else. Uh, have we been transported somewhere? And this is a question for you, Dustin, because I have a shit ton of knowledge planes. You have been transported somewhere, but because you have no windows or no mm-hmm. way to look out at this point, you do not know where you're at. Okay, the second I am able to, I want to do that. <laughs> Maybe we're a land where uh, centaurs rule. Oh, do you think so? That would actually be kind of interesting. Is anybody familiar with any centaur? I'm not very good with geography. Highly doubtful. Uh, I think I am. Uh, they have too many limbs. <laughs> any lands where centaurs rule, or... Would that be like a knowledge? The centaurs are all over the place. There are some places that are more centralized, but it's not just one location, so... So basically, you could spat out like five Yeah, I places. personally can't spat out mm-hmm. five different places, but I know they exist. I would have to yeah. do some research. Okay. Yeah. But Buon would be, yeah. oh, there's so-and-so. Yeah. He just so goes yeah. through a list. He like goes okay. through his fingers like this, 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 this. Uh, but without any further um, identifying markers, I would not be able to justify my conclusions. Well, that's a lot of options. All right. Well, we've eaten, and it's time to figure out where we are. Oh, maybe uh, one for the road. He gets his big a mug out of his pack and scoops like the last bit of the stew into his cup and just like takes like, a big big chug. He doesn't even rinse it out. He just takes a chug and then just puts it back in his cold backpack. Zorka, is there anything else we need to know about the hut and how it's reconfigured itself before we start looking around? Uh, every reconfiguration is different. I've never been here. I don't know. Well, you are just so helpful. I try! And she smiles and moves downstairs. Uh, maybe one of these doors will lead to a library. I hope so. Oh, there's a library. There was downstairs. No map room, no library, maybe. I don't know. Okay. All right. Buon suggested the, what was it, northwest corner of the map? Northeast corner? Yes, it is always smart to uh, trace your steps. Okay, so you go to that door. You were so focused, uh, Buhan, on the symbols on the wall, you actually did not notice because it was a little higher, I think. Uh, there is actually a symbol carved upon the door to the chamber that in rep- that resembles an inverted half circle with a horizontal line across the top and several lines exiting the circle. A single extended arrow points downward to the center. And if someone wants to roll me a linguistics check, I might be able to tell you what it is. I can do that. I have plus 11. Right. Oh my gosh. Then you do it. Oh, I got a five. I have a plus two. 16. Oh. Uh, that's not enough. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. I have a plus two. I actually took a couple of points in it. Oh. <laughs> like, mm. uh, that'd be a one plus two. I'm a little meaning. stumped. I think I'm I rolled a foggy. Two. <laughs> you can also roll a knowledge arcana. Oh, I just nice. wanted to focus on linguistics because no one ever does a roll linguistics check. 27. There we go. Now we're cooking. Once you look at it for a few minutes there, Andromeda, you've actually seen this symbol. It's the symbol for Twilight in a style favored by Iobarian witches. Mm. 
And if you want to do the knowledge local, I can roll for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a twenty for knowledge local. Fourteen. <laughs> these these dice are not well. The land of Obaria is located east of the nation of Bravoy, but is considered part of the continent of Cosmoran. Found north of the Castrovian Sea. It was once a mighty empire, but was decimated two millennia ago by a series of plagues. I was trying to find a way to show you how far away you are from where you were. You all are technically over in this area. There are were. That's where Irison is. Okay, uh, that's Irison. Ioberia, okay. this green cool. area over here. Whoa, so we're on the other side of oh, the planet. Oh my god. Okay, so we are. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. Okay. We went far. That is the other side of the planet. Yeah, so that's explained. So is that Ooh. Pippa? You're explaining that where we're yeah, at. Yeah, I believe it was Pippa. Is that yeah, what I Yeah, that's what Pippa knows. Yeah, we seem to have um, traveled to somewhere that I've only ever read about in a couple of books. My Ooh. mom had. Any of you ever heard of Iberia? I have. Well, as uh, Buon probably knows, it is on the other side of the world from Irisan. Huff, puff, huff, puff, indeed. <laughs> Abraxas's jaw will drop. He probably asked you several times just to kind of get it right. He's traveled Galarian. He has never, ever in his lifetime pictured anything so far. Yeah. He starts putting little things around the room as far as like, okay, this is Talgor. <laughs> this is it. He's like doing that kind of like s- spatial. Right, like, right. okay, so, wh- so <laughs> where are we in relation? She's like pointing at like this, the rock or whatever that he put down. Right. Okay. So if, if this is Irisin, then she looks at, takes another pebble or whatever is around. And then she walks several paces away to like the other side of the hallway. <laughs> she puts the pebble down. This is Iaberia. Oh, he's stoked. Abraxas is all about travel. I mean, he's put off for a second, but he loves traveling. And this is just somewhere completely new and far. So he's like nearing Andromeda, like little kid excited, like, oh, that's, um, that's pretty far. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Pippa's a lot less excited. Um. <laughs> her mother was the adventurer, not her. Pippa loved hearing the stories about her mother's adventures, but... She likes familiar things. She likes creature comforts. She likes knowing where she is, who she's talking to, and what game everybody's playing. And this is way, way out of her comfort zone. Especially now that you, because you know Ioberia is very wild, there is not a lot of civilization in Ioberia. Which Abraxas is going to love even more. <laughs> oh, I know once he finds that out. We may have traveled very far, Nalang, but we are still under the same moon. Just keep that in mind. That's very comforting. Thank you, Buon. Weird. Also, you should have moved that pebble further. <laughs> well, I, I moved it as far as I could. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, now it's really not the time to be correcting me on geography. I'm so sorry. I was about to say, like, he pulls out a map. He's like, well, actually, I didn't want to bring it up, but you have, I don't have had to angle it a little bit to the northeast a little bit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Pippa's going to politely stop talking because the only thing she's got left right now is kind of a a general snippishness. (laughs) So she's going to, you know, the thumper thing and uh, check the door for traps before they walk through it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Abraxas was about to cut the awkwardness with, how's that door looking there? (laughs) I rolled a 23. It is clear of traps and seems to be unlocked. All right, we ready? I sniff the whole door. (laughs) I get on the floor and I try to shove my nose like under the door if there's an under the door. I like smell every crevice. You smell the smell of rotted trees, some rust, 
And then the smell of fresh cut wood, the lumber that's in front of you, because these all these doors are made out of like heavy duty lumber. Mm. Delicious aromas. Andromeda wants to is like touching the symbol on the door and wants to make sure everyone knows that this is a symbol for Twilight. Do you remember when we encountered those very scary women in the forest? Yeah, I, hard to I forget. Do remember them? I cast a spell using Twilight magic upon them. My bad. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, look out for that sort of thing while we're in here. This is a symbol of that kind of magic. Keep your fortitude up, is what I'm saying. <laughs> this may have something to do with fortitude. <laughs> Before everyone steps in, Buon says, I'm sorry, my companions. One minute, please. And he touches his forehead and he washes away his skin uh, to reveal a marking and it's a perfect circle but vertically split down it and it's not symmetrical in the middle it's off to the side a little bit so the greater side is going to be like a silvery white like the moon and then the rest of it's filled in with like a Mm. bluish hue it's like he's ripping a part of himself out from his head and so he just like brings forth a piece of himself and breathes into it, kind of like Haku from Spirited Away, where he just like, and like he breathes out all the dragons. A flurry of, of light forms and develops into this anthropomorphic bipedal rabbit creature, uh, complete with wow. gray floppy ears. And there's a mask like Orville Peck, as I keep saying. If you don't know who that is, Google it. You'll be very happy. And so there's this fringe coming all down the rabbit's face. And it has really elongated arms. So it's kind of like hunched over a little bit. And it's like it's dragging its knuckles on the ground. And so it's just like crouched, hunched in front of me. Buon turns to the group and says, Okay, I brought help. Huh. Andromeda's losing her fucking mind. (laughs) 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 Mouth, like jaw on the floor. Just completely cannot even get a sound out because she's staring at this bunny. (laughs) That will be very helpful. Pippa has also also lost her mind in a different way of she is having trouble putting words together, which is very, very unusual for her. A giant rabbit is now sharing the hallway with her. Yeah, the rabbit leans forward on its knuckles a bit and leers into Pippa's eyes and the fringe slowly like just kind of goes and you can see the eyes, but there's no humanoid recognition behind it. It's just all animus. Pippa's eyes are just round green balls, <laughs> just staring, holding her ground. She's just like, this is fine. This is fine. I'm doing great. Oh gosh, I think Brax is going to switch from scimitar to more <laughs> hammer. It's like, okay, nope, that's so much weirdness. I need a little bit more. Well, that's very good. Buon, thank, thank you for your help. And Brax, can I see your, um, can I see your war hammer real quick? Yep. And Pippa just kind of puts a shaky hand on it, kind of patting the Warhammer a little bit and casts magic weapon on it. Oh, sweet. That should also be helpful in a different way. <laughs> and uh, the summon creature is just tracking lot. your movement. <laughs> but Buon's very, yeah, Buon's very comfortable. He like comes up, just like pats it. I love bunnies. What's his name? Their name is Kuneho. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, their name, yes. Yes. Nice to meet you. And Kuneho shifts view to look at Andromeda, kind of like looks straight into your eyes, and it and they kind of like back away as far as possible, just like shuffling feet back, 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 back. back. Oh, they don't, they don't like me. And Buon is taken aback. He, he's like trying to calm down Kuneho. 
It's like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. <clears throat> this has never happened before. My, um, my, my, my dearest apologies. I, and he seems flustered. He's like, he does not understand it. His mental link with Kuneho is spilling forth a little bit. So because Kuneho's panicking, he's panicking, and he's like, have, he's like having a hard time oh. to like, like controlling it. He's like, oh no, d d d no, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's uh, they, and like. I don't know, he just seems very flustered. This is the first time you probably see him uncomposed. Well, Andromeda's crestfallen, so she's trying not to, like... <laughs> she's just kind of looking around. Pippa's mom mode is starting to kick back in. She pats Andromeda on the knee and goes, This is fine. It's just an, a bit of a shock for everybody. Okay. It's all right. Tell uh, Kuneho, is it? She has that effect on most people. <laughs> Andromeda smirks. She finds that finds that kind of funny. <laughs> I did forget to mention the same symbol that Buon has on his forehead is prominence on Kuneho's forehead as well. All right, folks. Uh, all right, uh, Pippa. Maybe if you can uh, come to my right. Kuneho doesn't wait for you. Kuneho goes to the front, and they sit ready next to your left. And I forget: is Kuneho medium or large? Medium at this point. Well, I think it's huge. Well, I mean, for like, think like six six. Jeez. So like, it's a giant humanoid bipedal rabbit with like dangly primate arms. It's like manette size. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Andromeda, uh, bring up the rear, and you're pretty good at range. Let's do this. Does the door push inward? He wants to use his warhammer to push the door open. Basically, the door pushes inward, and it pushes back a little bit. But it's that you realize the hinges are a little rusty, and so you get a squeak. And as you do, a slight chill wafts through the door over all of you, carrying the stale scent of carrion and peat. Beyond, an impossible forest seems to have devoured the entire chamber. The walls are woven from tangled knots of black, leafless trees, and fine flakes of rusted iron cover the floor, softly crumbling to dust. A pale light emanates from a fist-sized orb that rests within the nest of the black iron branches in the center of the room, turning all forms into Beautiful. ebon silhouettes. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to picture it. Pippa is not having fun. Yeah, that was Pippa's response. Well, that's Ugh. a grody smell, too, <laughs> that you just described. Knowing that this isn't Pippa's forte, I'm going to kind of keep an eye out for like snares i don't want to put in our foot in a rope and get suspended <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> or fall into little pitfalls yeah. or step on a rattlesnake mm -hmm. any more log traps or oh because i have to say it i'm looking for log traps also looking all around very all around. specifically for log traps roll me a perception there Raxus. Uh, that's 11 plus 16 for a total of 27. You see this place is clear of traps and you, what you see is the tangled roots. You might catch your foot if you're not careful. It's not difficult terrain or anything like that. You just know that if you're not careful, the roots could catch your, your feet. But what you do see as you're looking around is a raven flies out of the darkness and settles atop the glowing orb, casting a large ominous shadow all over all of you. Oh, hello, cousin. I'll, I'll say both in common and Sylvan, just to cover my bases. You see an amulet hanging off of the raven's neck. The small bird looks at you, and its head moving around in sharp, crisp movements. Hello! Hello, cousin. We're exploring this uh, new configuration. Who are you? Are you one of the denizens? I'm a raven. What brings you here to the hut? 
It's a long story. That is true. I suppose a long story short, we are... Uh, and he says it just like that, just... Uh, you know, we are... Well, servants, not the right word. Uh, Associates. Uh, also, that's not quite right. Contractors. Contractors. Oh, yeah, all right. Offers. Independent yes. contractors. <laughs> freelancers, what am I saying? Freelancers. <laughs> Bobby Yaga's freelancers. <laughs> yes. Oh, we bear the mantle of the rider here in this uh, hut. We mean no harm to the denizens. You can see a shift in the raven uh, from one of idle interest and just almost like a neutral to focused on you. Baba Yaga is not here, but you can find her. Never fear. First, however, you must persuade me you possess the strength necessary to bear my knowledge. My question is a simple one. Born twins, they live not, yet they grow until death. Their fates are of entide, ever crescent as the moon, symbols of the warrior's pride. The answer to this question lies in the chamber beyond. Bring me the answer, and I shall give you what you seek. He'll, he listens intently, and he actually starts chuckling a little bit. He smiles at Pippa. With a big toothy grin. What is it? You could see his little crescent fangies. Uh-huh. They're not as pronounced in his human form, but maybe he does like a slight shift where they grow a little bit. Uh-uh. I know what's uh what my pride is. Oh. Mm. Uh-huh. That's clever. Is that the answer? The answer is not for me to give. You must bring me the answer. Okay, so we have to go get something from somewhere. <laughs> Potentially teeth. Ah, you humans. Uh, there could be antlers as well. Oh, right. Makes sense. I'm not taking body parts off of an animal to satisfy a witch's whim. But I suppose it doesn't hurt to investigate. We can always bring the whole beast intact. What do we get if we bring <laughs> you the right answer? You will get the answers you seek. That's not helpful. <sighs> well, I have a lot of questions. Are you going to answer every single one? Bring me... The item. Oh, all right. We get it. Let's go. I'm just going to roll a a perception just to kind of cover trap seeking. Makes me nervous. (laughs) I'm very nervous (laughs) about this. That was a 16. Uh, You do not see any traps. It's an elephant. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll squeeze it through the elephant. (laughs) The walls of this wide chamber are lined with gray, lifeless trees and thorny tangles of brush. In the center of the room stands a gnarled and lifeless tree whose outstretched branches twist with like cruel beastly talons. In the corner, you see a large fiendish dire boar with its eyes growing red. Oh my god, it's fucking tusks. <laughs> Ever crescent as the moon. Excellent. Mm. Oh, hey, Argentia. <laughs> oh, you put you put Argentina. Oh God, it's just as creepy. <laughs> I'm gonna throw up a little in my mouth. Oh my God! <laughs> I didn't have time, but I was gonna put Pippa's head on the on the on it. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! Cat familiar. Please do that sometime because that sounds gross. So I guess she's just been following because Pippa absolutely did not bring her on purpose. Yeah, I'm gonna assume she's always with you. <laughs> yeah, cool. So you see this uh, boar in the corner. Everybody roll for initiative. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay, Buwan, what you get? I got an 18. Pippa, what you get? I got an 11. Brax? 18. Andromeda? I got an 18. We actually have a three-way 18. So, Buwan, what's your dex modifier? Two. Brax, what's your dex modifier? Three. Three, okay, so you'll be 19. Then we'll put Andromeda as 17 and the boar as 16. Then. A Braxis. 
You were up first. Abraxas is not happy because he's picturing having to take these poor tusks off for a stupid witch ritual. Or even if it's just like a trial, uh, which he finds barbaric. So he's not happy. He drops his warhammer. He shifts into his hybrid form and traces a few symbols in the air, pushes in the direction or his hands in the direction of the boar and cast charm animals. He's kind of making a series of kind of musical little whistles, chirps, snorts, and kind of assorted animal noises. And that's a DC will save 13. It's like, hey, piggy, 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 piggy. <laughs> he got a 20. Oh, well, worth a try. He feels better that I at least attempted. That in your turn there, Braxis? I activate the magic of my quick runner shirt to let me do a... Um, uh, extra move action on my turn. Yeah, I'll move forward dragging the Warhammer behind me. I don't want to have it as kind of like aggressive stance. And that ends Abraxas's turn. Buon, you are up. Buon has no qualms about killing living things. So <laughs> he is going to tap his forehead. Kuneho is going to sprint forward and is actually going to stay 10 feet away from the boar. And then with their reach, because they have 10 feet of reach, they're going to do a slam attack. So I got a 23. 23 hits for all your damage. Mm. So 15 points of damage. Hell yeah. Uh, what does Buwan do? Buwan is going to fire a bolt just to see what's going on. Oh, I got a 19 plus four. So that's a 23 as well. That's a critical range. So roll the confirm. Okay, I did not confirm. I rolled a three. <laughs> <laughs> Roll your damage then. Two. Something. And Buon will stay where he is because he is squishy. Andromeda, you are up. Andromeda is going to move about 10 feet forward. And then she's going to, as always, create the chain between her hands and summon that chain right next to... I've been considering how this actually happens so that I don't have to move it because what, I think what really happens is I just make the image of the chain, but it appears elsewhere. I just really like the flavor oh. of that. So I have it appear right next to the boar and it is going to try to trip the boar. Ooh, that's a 26 versus CMD. I imagine this thing has a pretty good CMD though. It does. It has a 27 CMD. <clears throat> so Yeah, those quadrupeds get a nice little boost for that. The chain disappears. Okay. It fizzles. Is that in your turn? Yeah, that's all I can do. It is the boar's turn, known as the Beast of Gilgast. It has its own old backstory. That's exciting. It's going all out on Mr. Bunny here. No. So it's going to try to gore you. Does a 23 hit your bunny? Yes, it does. <laughs> okay. Wow. That is 30 points of damage. Holy shit. The boar is furious at the hits you gave him and it just turns around and totally just sits there and puts its tusks right into Kuneo's stomach and just gores it completely. Oof. That ends its turn. Okay. I did not like that. Uh, Pippa, you're up. Uh, Pippa is going to use one of uh, the charges on her wand of ice spears directly under the scary boar, trying to distract it from going after you know, her new ally's scary bunny rabbit. Mm -hmm. It's reflex half. What's the, what's the DC? 15. Got a 15 exactly, eight plus seven. Damn, that's reflex half, so you take half damage. So what's the damage? Three points of cold damage. So you see the spear go up and not only does it dodge it, it also just breaks the spear in half as it seems to completely resist frost damage. That's actually not all the damage it does. Okay. It's, I'm not- (laughs) Oh, sorry. It's- (laughs) <laughs> um, it's that was three. That was three cold damage and 
four points piercing damage. And it seems to completely resist that damage as well. Whale shit. Is that in your turn there, Pippa? Yep, that's it. Abraxas, you're up. I'm going to charge in within its striking zone. Charge! You can, I think you get an attack of opportunities. Does 27 hit? No. I just put my shield in front of me and just push it back as it's trying to gore me. Great job there, Abraxas. Haha. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do this at a negative four because I'm doing non-lethal damage. So here we go. I swing around. Oh, that's a miss. Hey, that did your turn there, Abraxas? I'm like right on its head. It's like, oh, no, I don't want to brain it. And like I adjust at the last minute and just whiff. That's all I'm going to do. All right. Buwan, you are back up. Buwan is going to move up behind Puneho. He pulls out some sort of blindingly white energy magic out from his forehead, and he slaps the back of Kuneho, and he casts Celestial Healing. I anoint a wounded creature with the blood of an outsider with the good subtype, or holy water, uh, that basically the target gets fast healing one, and will radiate an aura of a good creature for the duration of the spell. And this lasts for one round every two levels. So, three rounds of fast healing. I guess he's just gonna take a slammy slam. Take you to slam town. Take you to slam town with a 28. A 28 definitely hits. Slam town. Population four. 13 points of damage. Ow! You did some damage to him, that's for sure. And now if I wanted to do another attack because I'm not moving. You can do all your attacks now. Okay, so 22. A 22 hits. 14. You're doing some damage for sure. And then I'm gonna slam again. 18. That is a miss. Okay, and then one last one. Ooh, nat 20. Okay, roll confirm. Natural one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am a feaster famine critter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yo, Pippa. <laughs> yeah, I'll just roll damage then. 10 points of damage. All bludgeoning. Wow, you did a lot of damage there. Good job. Dang, man. That's some good stuff. He's not quite bloodied, but he is looking hurt. Andromeda, you're up. In my extreme frustration, I'm going to cast another effing chain this time. <laughs> I'm going to take your ass down. <laughs> and I'm trying a trip again. And I will get it. <laughs> trip. 25. So I did not. And it fizzles again. <laughs> that in your turn there, Andromeda? No, I'm going to move forward a few ticks. Just okay. slowly pacing forward while his attention is on the Braxis and Bony. Why are you rushing in? <laughs> She's learned her damn lesson. <laughs> sort of. She's kind of thinking about rushing in. It is Big Boar's turn again, and he's just going to keep on going after Bunny because he wants some rabbit meat. No. Oh. Uh. What a pig. Oh. <laughs> does a 28 hit? Oh, yes. No, Logan, you're supposed to say it like this. <clears throat> Dustin, does a 28 <laughs> hit? I don't know if you heard our previous episode. That is 32 points of damage as he does max damage to you. Oh, you shit. <laughs> wow. How is uh, Mr. Bunny doing? He's got two HP. Ooh. Woo. He took some, some good old big boy hits. Is it like a Pokemon where you take it to a Pokemon Center and then it's like... They will disappear again and then I can't use them again for a whole day. And then the next day they can pop out at, I want to say half health. Yeah, they just keep coming back. But I got some shit to do. (laughs) Pippa, it is your turn. Okay. But anyway, so Pippa, since clearly the ice spears did nothing to it, she is going to unleash a little frustration and magic missile it instead. (laughs) 
All right, 12 points of damage. Ow! It it takes the hits and keeps on ticking. He is officially bloodied at this point. So congratulations, Pippa. Abraxas, you're up. I'm sorry, noble beast. <sighs> and with that, I bring my hammer down. No, 11 by plus six is not going to do it. Nope. I don't think. Yeah, Abraxas' heart isn't into it. <laughs> that makes sense. It is time for Buon and Cuneo. Buon is not happy, pushes Kuneho to keep going. So just swing on out with a slam attack. That's a 19 to hit. It's what you need to hit. Oh, cool. Okay, 11 points total. And then I'm going to slam it again because Kuneho's pissed AF. 20, so it's in hits. Yep. 11 points of damage. Is that the Dark Crystal, the Land Striders versus the... Yeah, just piss. Just slam, slam, slam. <laughs> 24, so that's a hit. 13 points of damage. Woo! You're getting him down there, but he's still awake. Okay, flash attack. So 21, 11 points of bludgeoning. He is looking very hurt. Pippa and Kaneo have about the only ones that have done damage to him. But Kaneo uh, almost by himself has taken down over uh, probably about 100 hit points of damage. Ah! Yeah, yeah. MVP! Um, and then Buon's gonna pop out to the side and cast Acid Splash. I don't think that hits. I think that's a 16. Okay. Well, versus touch. Oh, right. It is a touch. Then that hits. One, one point of acid damage. Buon's the cheerleader. Andromeda, you're up. You wanna try to trip him again? No. Andromeda is... knows that as she's approaching Kuneho that he's gonna flinch away from her again. So what she's trying to do is loop around and get behind him. And before he can react, she's going to touch him and heal him for 16 points of healing. Again, more slap healing from Jess over here. <laughs> Always with the slap healing. That's how Jess do. Okay. Buon catches your eye and like nods and thanks. Uh, does that injure Andromeda's turn? Yes. Okay, it is Mr. Boar's turn. What is he going to do? He's going to keep doing what he's doing because he's had a lot of success. 27 or 17? <laughs> I was like 27. Um, that's, still, that's still a hit. <laughs> 17 to hit? Oh, no. Oh my god. My oh. poor baby has terrible AC. <laughs> it's a glass tank. That is not max damage. It is 26 points of damage. Oh my god, he had 18 hit points left. No! Uh, so, Kuneo oh my god. collapses, and then you see the light mm-hmm. I mean, just go back into your forehead and disappear. Yeah, it's almost like a bullet just like shoots into my head, and like my head like snaps back. Uh, and mm-hmm. the boar is even more enraged now, because now he doesn't get his bunny meat. <laughs> Pippa, you're up. Uh, she sees the bunny go down. <laughs> the bunny's the only thing that's done damage to it, so she's gonna stick to Old Faithful and Magic Missile Hit again. (laughs) Significantly less good this time. That would be six points of damage. As it takes the damage, it gains this inner fire that just keeps it going as it gains ferocity. And But it is staggered. So you see him kind of rocking back and forth. Is that in your turn there, Pippa? Yeah, I think so. Me and good old Argente are going to keep hanging out here (laughs) (laughs) with my creepy me faced cat familiar. Abraxas, <laughs> oh, it so is now creepy. you and the boar. What do you want to do? Abraxas is going to sh- do a little shift to the left as he's spinning around and he's going to try again to knock it out with non lethal damage with uh, 23 to hit. That's a hit? Oh, then that is 10 points of non lethal damage. Wait, he is negative because non lethal only goes to zero. So he's in ferocity. So I don't think non lethal works. 
because it only brings the creature down to zero. For one round, though. No, no, this isn't orc ferocity. This is just straight ferocity. Oh, so course. ferocity is you go and he can go until his con is depleted. He doesn't go passed out. He flat out dies. But this is different from actually doing damage. It's just like knocking him out. He doesn't have any hit. That's what I'm saying. Is I don't think I don't think non-lethal works at this point because. It does work, because non-lethal works is to knock out enemies that are with low hit points. If he had one hit point, he'd be knocked unconscious. He wouldn't lose hit points, but because of his hit point pool is so low, that's the thing that lets you knock him out. Because the whole thing about non-lethal is it brings it to zero, but if you have a creature who can use their negative HP, then all of a sudden non-lethal never, no longer applies. What I would have let happen is if he still had hit points and you did the non-lethal to bring it zero, he hadn't had a chance to activate ferocity, but because he went negative, it instantly activated ferocity and then... That's a whole different setting. He wouldn't switch non-lethal for game mechanics. He does. Abraxas doesn't want to kill it. You, you definitely brought him down to zero. Buon, you are up. Buon is very upset that Kuneho is no longer there. And so he will reach up his hand again to his forehead and like rip out a piece of uh, his magical energies and kind of create like a cupping motion with his hand uh, as the ground beneath the boar's feet starts to crumble and widen and he casts Create Pit. Oh. Ooh. Oh, we're making lech- lechon. Lechon. We are making lechon, yes. <laughs> we're going to skewer Zom. it with the ice spears and we're going to pack it over with the dirt and going to have a nice crispy skin. Mm. Now I'm hungry. Um, but yeah, so you need to make a reflex save. Okay, what's the reflex save? 14, just reflex. He got a 14 exactly. Oh. Yeah, so what you did is, Buon, you did think about his size and the pit's like under him, but he's standing on all four sides of the pit. I like that, yeah. And then Buon's gonna move ninja back. Ninja pig. <laughs> ninja pig. <laughs> and Jomada, you are up. I'm going to attempt to reposition our good old boar friend. I'm casting Chain of Perdition again, so here comes the chain. Chain is going to attempt to hook around him and drag him into the pit. Oh my god, I got a 29. <laughs> You did that, and so he drags him down in the pit. Is there any damage for falling into the pit? Yeah, it just says normal falling damage. And it's a 30-foot pit. One. One. <laughs> one. What? Are you serious? Well, now really? he's in a 30-foot hole. I was like, so. now he's in a 30-foot hole. It's a DC 25 climb check to get out, so good luck. It doesn't matter because your three points damage is actually enough to kill him. Yes! <laughs> yes! 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 <laughs> My Amazing. stupid pit. <laughs> that was the stupidest death. You guys are good at that. Just stupid death. It's like yeah. a cartoon Jinx, death. Jinx you into a hole and you die. So <laughs> guess what, y'all? Oh, you what? just gained a level. What? The Fantastic World what? Podcast really? is a fantastic production. We hope you enjoyed the show. Oh, that was the saddest <laughs> level up. Get enough and want to join the, the FWP community. You can go there by following us on Twitter at Fantastic Pod. Kitchen shears. I can just negate the spell and we'll rise up. Oh man, we should have thought of that. I can negate the spell and we'll just rise up. I can also cast levitate. That's true. Uh, Checking out our Patreon at at fantasticworlds.cash, checking out how strong our meme game is at Fantastic Worlds Pods on Instagram, or chatting with us on Discord. I am Dustin, your game dad master. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Abby, and you can find me at Bonanza Famine. This is Angel. You can reach me at Espinoza916. Oh, uh, this is, I keep, I'm all used to, anyways, I'm used to going last. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so when now that there's four of us, I'm like, I go last again. Uh, anyways. 
I've always gone last. Um, this is Jess, and uh, you can find me at Hank the Clank. This is Logan. You can find me at MainMan08, and please send all Lumpia my way as well. <laughs> Theme song was composed and played by Amy Hankinson. Thank you, Sirenscape, for use of your sound effects and music. Thank you to everyone who has been giving us reviews on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Stitcher. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, do us a favor and help spread the word to friends and family you may think did enjoy the show as well. Till next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. have a pause moment when he's out of sight that'd be an opportunity for us to talk <laughs> yep. about him how dare you really quick i mean how the minute he you. like rounds a first corner <laughs> yeah. i think yep. <laughs>